0: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Kentuckian Podcast. Enjoy. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Kentuckian. I hope that uh, on this Memorial Day weekend that you all have a wonderful and safe Memorial Day, Uh, that you remember those that have fallen to keep us free. I remember what Memorial Day is all about, but let's get started with our episode for today, Karl Marx, the father of communism in his lunacy of class warfare and the supposed utopia that he called communism referred to religion as the opiate of the masses, a drug to keep the proletariat or, or the lower class uh, from waking up and establishing utopia, from taking what was rightfully there, from establishing communism, uh, which should naturally be the case. But religion was in their way. It was their opiate, their drug. As you may very well know, communism is always very anti-religious. In China today, for example, uh, they have for many years been keeping track of everyone who goes to church, although for a long time they did allow it to a certain degree, and particularly recently have started rounding up religious folks, some Christians, um, and of course perhaps more what we've heard of, some of the ethnic Muslims that they've been putting in concentration camps, which uh, perhaps ironically Disney filmed part of their remake of Mulan, uh in some of these concentration camps as you may have heard there is certainly an opiate of the masses and i want to discuss today what serves as the american opiate for our people Uh, a little bit different take from than karl marx not exactly religion really it can all be attributed to pleasure or selfishness Um, entertainment is a big part of it as we'll see as we move forward So the easiest opiate we could talk about that is definitely an opiate of the masses for America today, an actual drug that keeps people down, although not in the same way that Karl Marx meant it, would be probably pretty easily entertainment. Now, of course, that's a very, very broad um, genre, a very broad area. However, um, focusing perhaps a little bit more on film, TV, music, that sort of thing, when I talk about entertainment, we'll talk about some of the other stuff in a little bit. Our culture, uh, because of this opiate of the masses, is barely a culture anymore. Many people are just looking for their next quote-unquote fix of entertainment, and I use that on purpose and will explain even more so uh, later on. But, oh, and I, I feel like I probably should explain this very quickly. Let me go off topic. Opiate, in case you're not familiar, is referring to a opium-based drug uh, or opium which is what they make morphine out of today. Um, just so you know, it, it wasn't as refined back then. They had a different name for it, but it, it's just a numbing drug, basically, right? People would get addicted to it, all that sort of thing. So, like I said, we barely have a culture anymore because people are always looking for their next fix of entertainment, right? These people don't have any greater purpose than entertainment. And here's where the key problem is. Entertainment in and of itself is is not a problem, but just as a junkie's sole obsession and purpose in life becomes obtaining their drug or drugs of choice. um, So it, it, that, that parallels with how many people view entertainment. I I would say um, you probably know some of these people, but how often do people that spend that much time on entertainment, on TV shows, on celebrity personalities, on movies and movie series and, and musicians and all this different stuff. Really care about anything else, and I mean, really care about anything else, ha- have something that really means as much to them as entertainment does. Their entire personality is defined by their chosen entertainment by movies, by TV, by video games, by music whatever, and just listening to music, not making music, that's a little bit different thing, uh, wh- whatever their their mediums of entertainment are. That's what defines them as people. They have no other unique personality traits other than they're a fan of, one thing that I see a lot, The Office or Friends or whatever, like the, right, these really popular TV shows. That's basically the big thing they can tell you, and they love their dogs because everybody loves their dogs, um, perhaps more than life itself. <laughs> um, that's a whole different topic on how people treat their pets, but I, I think I think I don't have to explain that too much m- more. I think you all know some of these people. like that's all they care about. Like yeah, they may they may be religious or or call them consider themselves religious. They may have a cause that they'll post about on Instagram when somebody says something about it. But it's not it's obvious that's not really where their focus is. That's not what really enthralls them and, and takes up most of their time. Again, there's nothing wrong with entertainment in and of itself, but when it becomes unbalanced, it becomes harmful. How many Americans, and this is just one example of how it's harmful. How many Americans have no relevant skills to life outside this plentiful bubble that we call America? the 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 insane amount of entertainment and because of the insane wealth and prosperity that America in general has. How many people can hunt or fish or sow? Or have a working knowledge of useful plants. Or work on their car for even the most basic maintenance. How many people can do basic woodworking or metalworking? How many people can take care of basic animals other than a dog or a cat? Or anything else you can think of. There's a lot of different skills like that. Just basic skills that have innate value no matter where you are. How many people can do anything like that? They can sit and watch TV. They can tell you, you know... Uh, they may not be able to to gather food for themselves if they can't buy it from the grocery store, but I guarantee you they can tell you about what happened in the newest episode of whatever garbage is popular right now. They can tell you all about the newest celebrity gossip or scandal or what some singer or actress does for their makeup or the kind of clothes they wear. I mean, come on, people. You all can see what I'm getting at. How many of you can take care of yourself if any kind of disaster happens? If anything aside from this... From from everyday life, as we put it, as Americans going to work, making a nice salary and then just relaxing every other waking moment we have, if you want to call it relaxing, pursuing entertainment. How many people could actually take care of themselves if something serious were to happen long term, particularly if the government isn't there to bail you out in a few days, whether that's a hurricane or a tornado or a longer term Life is just rougher because of an economic collapse or or war. <laughs> Man, how many people actually think actually think about war could actually happen to to this country? Well, it could. We've had we've had wars on our own continent. Um, before america was even founded we've had wars after after the united states it was founded the, the war between the states we've had world wars where things were tough for even people in the united states because of rationing and they were all trying to work for the war effort how many people could actually deal with that today i guess it's probably not enough to win world war ii if we were in the same position I, I, I don't want to spend too much time. I feel like I, I'm getting to the point of maybe over-explaining. I think you all see my point. I hope you see my point. But to bring it in a little bit more, bring it into home a little bit more, you know, not just the idea of relevant skills, but thinking in general. Why think when you can just turn on the TV, watch a Disney Plus movie or TV show, you know, a scroll on your phone for the next three hours and just looking at celebrity news or uh, whatever. I mean, who wants to just actually think about stuff like our own mortality? What's important to us as people, as human beings? What's our duty as Americans or as human beings? Uh, we don't surely don't want to think about maybe potentially having an obligation to perform something that isn't convenient, to do something hard because there's more something more important in life than our own temporary pleasure. That's really getting to the core of the issue. People use it to avoid responsibilities, to avoid duties as people. Just turn on the TV. Just pull, you know, pull up Hulu, pull up Netflix, pull up Disney+, Plus, pull up whatever streaming service you like. Hop on play your video games for the next eight hours. You did your job. You made a, a paycheck. So what else matters, right? And that's what it's turned into for a lot of people. And I think, you know, again, using the example of that's what defines their personality. They have no other relevant skills. I think help illustrates that. So entertainment is in many ways an opiate of the masses. It it drugs people from what's really important. They just it's not that that responsibility disappears. It's not that that those things aren't important. It's just the individual doesn't have to think about it because they're so busy with uh, entertainment and pleasure. Now, as you might guess, this doesn't, um, this isn't true with just TV or, or music or, 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 well, particularly TV or movies, right? There's a lot of other areas that this applies as well, and I think you could imagine some right off the bat. One that perhaps you don't think of immediately but might think of if you were to make a list is food. That's a really big one. America, even back to the time of the colonies, has always had abundant food. I've actually heard of Hessian soldiers, which were Prussian mercenaries, if you're not familiar with that period from the revolution, um, riding back home to Prussia during the revolution while they were over here after they'd been hired by Great Britain. and, And their letters talked about how they were stunned at the copious amounts of food that the colonies had. God has certainly blessed this country when it comes to food, make no doubt. But as humans, not just Americans, humans tend to do when we have too much of a good thing, we tend to take it too far or we we make it too much of a good thing. Right. Um, obesity is a big problem in this country. And you could say, well, what's the big deal with obesity? And and in one sense, OK, it's it's a little bit isn't a big deal. Again, I, I don't I think perhaps the emphasis on having the perfect slim body has, has been exaggerated to a certain degree. Uh, again, because of entertainment, because of, of these these insane standards when we have nothing else to worry about. We have no real problems, so we make problems where they don't exist. But there is the element in what they call the obesity epidemic, right, or whatever. But there's the element where obesity reaches the point where, okay, maybe you're 10, 15 pounds or you're a few pounds overweight. It's not really a big deal. Nobody really cares. But you get a lot of people that are 100 or, well, you know, 75, 100, 200, 300, in some of the most extreme cases, 4, 5, or 600 pounds overweight in the absolute most extreme cases. They just don't take care of themselves. And I think that's really where the emphasis is now. Um, of course, food is is an important factor in that because we have so much of it in the United States. Um, and they don't counter the amount of food that they eat with activity, right? They're not responsible with what they ingest. We choose what we eat. We choose the things that we buy at the grocery store. We choose, you know, what we're going to spend money on. What's a priority for us, whether it's a balanced diet or, or, or if we're going to eat certain things, if we aren't active, we need to be active. So we don't basically harm our body, right? You get into gluttony and other things like that, but they just don't care. They don't put any effort into taking care of themselves. They just eat because that's what gives them pleasure. I mean, all that matters is you eat your feelings away, right? And there's, I mean, that's a, that's kind of a thing. Some people may not be familiar with it, but you know, a lot of people talk about, and, and I'll mention this a little bit later, but some of the more extreme cases, especially like they may eat to feel better, right? When something bad happens, so they eat a tub of ice cream or maybe a bowl, but in some cases a tub. Um, and they they just, well, I, I don't feel good, so now I'm going to eat something really unhealthy because that makes me feel good. They don't have any, like, healthy-based coping mechanisms or well-based coping, coping mechanisms. They just eat. They don't take care of themselves. They aren't healthy in mind or body in this case, right? And... Uh, we, I've actually been preparing a couple of, of episodes on some of the phobias affecting America today, and I'm talking about the political phobias, and one of them that I talk about is what they term as idiotic as it is, fat phobia, um, And uh, so I don't want to spend too much time on that. We'll spend an entire episode talking about some of those, quite, quite frankly, ridiculous political movements that have arisen out of this hedonism, right? And that that would be the way, and and you'll hear me use this this terminology a lot more for the rest of the episode. Uh, that would be the way to describe our culture, and the real problem, if you were to put it in one word, is hedonism. We're in a hedonistic culture, and in case you're not familiar with that word, hedonism uh, is basically a lifestyle without bonds. You have no principle or moral. You simply do whatever feels good at the moment, regardless of moral, physical, or or other practical factors. Um, just so you know. So really that's, that's in a word. Hedonism is the issue. We have no principles. We have no, no, no motivation other than whatever feels good at the time. And we'll talk about some of that more in a moment. Um, but another issue where these, this entertainment or or pleasure goes too far would be sports. Um, now I like sports. I don't watch them really much anymore or not very much like I used to. I used to keep up with a little bit more, but I really like football and basketball. I really enjoy watching those, but man and again i'd say you all probably know some of these people completely absorb some people's lives whatever their sports team is doing they have to see every game they have to you know they and, and it's not just keeping up with them because you're a fan of the team it's like that's all they think about that's all that's important to them is is whatever sports team or whatever sport they enjoy watching it's the same issue um but perhaps a slightly different um motivation for it that's something we could talk about later, actually probably will, but I don't want to get off on a, on a side tangent there. There's another one that you all probably have already think, thought of, or many of you probably have, is sex. Now, I'm not just talking about pornography or hookup culture that's so common today, but the over-sexualization of culture is everywhere. And I would say that most clearly seen outside of the previously mentioned issues of pornography and the, the hookup culture would be in advertising, and I, I think I don't think that needs much explanation and how over sexualized advertising is. But it really is everywhere. I mean, it it becomes an opiate, right? That's it, that's what people think about all the time and all they really care about because they just want that 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 fix that high. Another area would be drugs, especially marijuana and alcohol, um, which we will actually probably have another episode on marijuana in general and in, in particular, because that's sort of a, a interesting s- sub-issue that needs to be discussed, um, but many other drugs, of course, whatever people um, like to use nowadays, marijuana, alcohol being some of the big ones, of course. But hey, just block everything out, right? Go to work, get your paycheck, then get a high so you don't have to think about your life. You don't have to think about what a loser you might be. You can numb the pain of a lost relationship. You can numb the pain of losing your job or or not 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 living up to what you wanted to do in life. Whatever. Just block it out. Just just you know, light up a joint, and What whatever other drugs you like to do, shoot up some heroin or, or, you know, you got your cocaine and and meth and everything else that is an issue today. You know, I'm going for the high. I wanna I wanna escape everything, right? Dr- drugs may be one of the greatest forms of escapism, but again, and as we'll talk about in a moment, really just gets back to hedonism. Whatever feels good and these things are are such a big issue today, right? I I don't think we can we can understate that. But why does all this matter? Why why does it matter if people are hedonistic today? Does it matter? Now it does matter. And and there are actually several reasons why it matters. You may have started to pick up on some already if you don't already know some just from previous knowledge. But one is the absolute denial of a greater purpose that goes hand in hand with our hedonistic culture. Now we can talk about our divine purpose um, as, as creatures from God, right? That he made us for a reason, but even from a a perhaps less, less religious, more practical standpoint, I, I don't like to make that demarcation, but I hope you understand what I'm, what I'm focusing on here. If we are to be free, we're to be free men. We have responsibilities to be active in our communities. We have responsibility to live morally, to help others with our time and our money, right? We, we All those different things. We've talked about that sort of thing before. To be free, we have to do those things. Now, Side note, remember that even in tyranny, someone has to fill those responsibilities. It's just not you. You're just a slave doing what they tell you. Somebody higher up is making those decisions. Just a sad point. Remember, those responsibilities don't disappear. It's just the decision-making process is transferred to someone else. However, there are other factors as well. Uh, when it comes to to why this these opiates matter, why it matters that people are hedonistic and drugged on entertainment and pleasure and selfishness, right? Another is that there are problems in the world. There are problems in our personal lives, and denying that they exist by drugging your brain, whether literally or figuratively, is a denial of our obligation as human beings, of our duties as human beings. I would make a point here that for those that believe we're nothing more than animals, and I will likely have episodes on that topic, but if we're nothing more than animals, if we just evolved, we're just, you know, smarter than average animals, whatever they, however they want to phrase it, why does any of this matter? Why does it, you know, why does the idea of oh, maybe I shouldn't be totally obsessed with fulfilling my own immediate pleasures and and selfishness because there may be something more important, whether that's civic responsibility or responsibility to the creator of the universe or anything in between. Does it matter if we're just animals? It doesn't. I'll answer that for you. It doesn't. You cannot. if, If there is no divine um, authority from somewhere, then what we do, there's no way you can say anything is right or wrong. There's no way you can say anything matters, including responsibilities towards something greater than our own personal selfish desires. And if that were the case, all society, the world over would eventually collapse into barbarity. And, uh, But the thing is, is humanity has shown throughout all history that it craves greater purpose. It needs greater purpose. That greater purpose may, and history is unfortunately all too often the record of this, that that greater purpose, that drive may have been twisted to weakness. It may have been twisted to an addiction to pleasure and an aversion to all pain, even pain that helps us grow. It may be an an aversion to, to all things divine, to making ourselves better, to making ourselves stronger, to building character to building something greater than ourselves in a nation or in a family or in a community. But no matter what, we will still have a God. We will still have a deity, whether it is Jehovah or some false idol or anything in between. We all have a calling and a purpose. And of course, as humans with free will, we decide what that is for us, right? But we all have it. Hedonism can be that purpose as debased and pointless as it is. And unfortunately, many times advanced cultures tend towards that as prosperity and, and, and a, a lack of, of struggle in life, a lack of having to do anything difficult tend to generate. Um, but that hedonism, even if it is our goal in life, as we see too often today around us, it only leads to chaos, to despair, to suffering why do you think that mental illness rates for things like depression are so high today? Why do you think that everybody's trying to drown their sorrows in something, right? Why do you think people are so just all around despondent, listless? They don't know what to do, you know? So they're always trying to get another fix or something to make them feel happy. They're trying to fill a hole, right? Whether that's with, Uh, Whether that's literally with a drug, whether that's with sex, whether that's with uh, a donut, to put it lightly, whether that's the newest TV show or the best sports team, and eventually all too often trying to cure it with a bullet or a bottle of sleeping pills. Why do you think that's such a problem today? Because people are lost. They've been brainwashed to think that religion, that family, that honor, that truth don't matter, that only pleasure and self matters, but we as humans cannot live like that. That may be our greater purpose, but the issue is it is not a greater purpose. It is not something bigger than ourselves. It is just ourselves, and humans are not designed to live that way. That's why this is important. We can never underestimate the importance of our why, our motivation for existing. And that's what this gets to. Is our motivation for existing feeling good for a few years before we die? Well, really, actually, before we even die, if we live to be old, then many things that gave us pleasure when you think about entertainment or, or well, uh, even biological things, food, all that different stuff may not give us pleasure anymore. So really we lose much of that even before we die. So we have this for a few years. Is that what our motivation is? Or is it something bigger than ourselves? Is it a cause? Is it is it a is it God? Is it a country? Is it making human trying to do our best for humanity to raise a family, to 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 raise a family that serves God? Whatever the case might be, you can you can obviously fill in the blanks there. But it at least, even if it's not necessarily correct, um, which has its own share of problems, but at least it is something bigger than ourselves. But in America, and part of the reason that, that things like communism, socialism are becoming more popular, social justice are becoming popular, because at least it's something bigger than yourself. At least it's not just about me all the time. At least I feel like I'm doing something good, even if that's not the case. That's where you have radical ideologies like communism and Nazism that can take hold because people are lost. They need something bigger than themselves. They need a cause, even if that cause is corrupt, because ourselves as a cause is never viable in the long term. Another reason this this hed- hedonistic opiate matters is because of the actual personal effects of it. People don't take care of themselves; they don't work to strengthen their minds or their character, and therefore, over time, they become unfit to govern themselves and must be governed by others. Um, you know, a, another step uh, it goes another step oftentimes because many of these specific roots of hedonism are designed to be addictive. They're not just a rational choice, but addictive hopefully to the point that rationality and truth loses all value. And there you get into some of the danger of this because it becomes um, more than just I'm choosing to do this. It's I have to do, or I think I have to do this because of chemical addictions. Um, Of course, you know, drugs, obviously, sexualization and sex, you can probably imagine pretty easily because it's such a naturally strong urge anyway, the biological component of it. Um, But it it does affect virtually everything because of how our brains work. Um, I am almost, I'm running out of time, but basically, um, your brain, when you do certain things, like when you laugh, when you, when you think you're happy, when you're feeling pleasure, whatever, your brain releases a chemical called endorphins, which put it simply make you feel good. It technically puts your brain on something very similar to the high that you, that a drug user would get. I don't want to get bogged down in the neuroscience. Um, but it's actually a pretty healthy thing when balanced. But of course, what happens in a culture like ours is it's not balanced. And it basically just becomes chasing the high that your brain gets from from endorphins, right? And so you can actually get a chemical addiction to basically anything. And, you know, it makes it that much harder to deal with hedonism because it becomes a, an addiction more than just a desire. So we have to remember that uh, as we think about this, that it robs people of goodness of discipline of productivity and eventually freedom being what a lot of people consider free today robs you of freedom we've talked about that before freedom does not equal hedonism it's quite the opposite freedom is just the freedom to discipline yourself instead of someone else doing it for you and this is so important because these opiates are basically the foundation upon which all tyranny is laid um, especially tyranny that that takes over a country that used to be free Now, there's a lot of other factors, and yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said all tyranny, but many times tyranny is laid, and the tyranny of our country today is laid. People don't want to work. People just want to sit around and and be entertained, so they're willing to go along with socialism. They don't want to have to struggle for things, so they want the, the government to provide a social safety net, and of course, it gets more and more and more extreme And uh, you all can see where that goes today. Perhaps we'll talk about some of the the more governmental aspect of some of these things more in depth. I'm pretty sure we will. Um, But for now, I wanted to focus on highlighting the issue. Hopefully this episode's been interesting, helpful, and maybe even entertaining. (laughs) Again, entertainment itself is not bad. It's so important that we realize the nature of these issues. That's with many of the issues that we're facing right now, we must illuminate them. We must examine them, actually put the issue into words to truly recognize the threat, to realize how much of a problem it is, and figure out a way to fight and hopefully neutralize it. Entertainment, selfishness, hedonism is the true opiate of the masses for the U.S., for America, and we must realize that and fight it with truth, rationality, and God we must ensure our motivation in life our why is what it needs to be and help others to find an anchor that they are so desperately needing and looking for in this life whether that's you know there there so many people need it that's why again depression and all these issues are such a problem because we're not designed to be self-centered creatures we tend to be self-centered but we are not designed to function that way and we can help others get out of that pit as well Help get this out there, folks. Share this episode. Tell a friend or friends. Uh, Listen to more episodes. Whatever you can do makes a difference. Always remember that. Whatever you can do makes a difference. If you'd like to help me in a more personal way, my Patreon is linked in the description. And remember, folks, as long as you and I are doing what's right, we will make a real difference in this world. The Kentuckian, trying to make a difference one person at a time.